It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Four o'clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody is having a terrific Wednesday here in the Music City. January 25th, rainy outside, gray outside. As Bruno quoted before the show, it's boring outside. Boring the hell out there. That's, I mean, talk about the worst weatherman I ever. <laughs> hey, Bruno, let's take a look at the seven-day forecast. I, it's boring. I, it's I, really boring. I don't think we've told Devlin this idea, so I want to tell Devlin this idea. If you're listening, don't want to steal it. No, it's uh, trademark. We said it. Yeah, I did copyright this, by copyright. the way. So if you steal it, you'll be hearing from my lawyer, which is uh, Mr. Schrader right there. <laughs> One, two. Right hand, left hand. All right. I'm not kidding. I'll pull up to your house if you steal this idea. All right. <laughs> I will commit mafia style violence. Now, Devlin, we have like a weatherman segment, but it's for bets. So we go on the on the national map and then you point out the bets you like in a weatherman format. And then you can have the seven day forecast for your favorite bet of the day. Now, have you seen anybody do that in this industry? I've never even heard of that idea. That's before. what I'm saying. I, so we really got to like. Trademark, 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 trademark. trademark. <laughs> if you are watching right now, I, tr- I trust you. Don't do it because I'll find out if you were the one that said it. Game of telephone. Mm. I'll get to you. Yeah, it'll happen. So anyways, if you, and it's hard doing stuff like that live, right? But dang, is it a good idea? Would you watch that, Devlin? Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch it on a major network here soon when somebody steals that <laughs> idea. I, you know, stolen ideas are actually pretty funny because it's just going to happen to everybody. You come up with What's anything good. Thing? We would do that, and someone would steal it. 100%. And they would be bigger. Way bigger. And it, then people would say, you're just trying to copy person. And we'd be like, no. And then we're in that. What are we going to do? No, it was us. You know, like, what are you going to do? You're really like really a be- idea. Give me $30,000. That's a weak power angle. You know what I mean? If you want better ideas, just, I'm a. I'm no, a I think the idea is great. I'm a plethora of ideas. Just sits there all day staring at a board full of ideas. Then he shows up here. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you do. How you doing today? You good? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, Took a vet day today. I texted my coach this morning at like eight. I was like vet day, <laughs> and I went right back to bed. Woke up at like twelve thirty. So, if that tells you where I was at, you know, just really strict with my diet, hard training. I told you before the show, like I've, I've kind of hit this conundrum where last year I wasn't in shape at all, right? So it was hard to juggle everything and get in shape. Now I'm in shape. Like I feel like I can go out and play, at least go through camp at a pretty high level. But there's eighty days till kickoff, and like. 40 until I leave, I think, at the very earliest. So, mm. yeah, it just gets boring. So now I'm just kind of managing and maintaining. Yeah, just keeping it going. Devlin, how are you doing today, man? Just hanging out. Just doing it. <laughs> hanging out. Every day. Have you been playing the Xbox? Uh, quite a lot, yeah. I played about four hours of Rocket League last night with a buddy nice. of mine and then eventually lost like 10 games in a row when <laughs> I realized I should probably stop doing this. And then I watched uh, Goon. A great movie. I love that movie. Great movie. Yeah. Couldn't make it today. No. No. Oh, God, no. Could not make it today. I think they made a goon, too. 
Uh, haven't seen it. Nah, Pro- it's like it. Joe Dirt 2, you yeah. know what I mean? Not watching it. Yeah. it was almost- So Joe Dirt 2 came out directly to Crackle TV. That was how you had to watch. It wasn't dir- It wasn't to the how- DVD or anything. No, it was Crackle TV. <laughs> and for those who don't know what Crackle is, it's a free streaming app. You On don't have to Sony. Have it's like a yeah. Sony free. I don't even know if they still do it or anything. I just know it was at one point. Oh, wow, that sounds illegal. Yeah, it's, yeah. well, they're all illegal now, but they're all the same. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so good. Good to hear, Devlin. You're just kind of rocking out today, wearing the same hoodie you wore yesterday. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. There's nothing I'm, wrong with that. I think it's I not, did that, too. Yep. It's not the same Well, hoodie. I have three of these, so but I am wearing the same pants, I'm mm. pretty sure. Yeah. So I'm in it, too. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you here till 6 o'clock tonight at, five, at 425. Sorry, at 425. We're going to have voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Hasseltine. He will jump on with us. They are getting set to take on Golden State tonight. You'll be able to hear that on these very airwaves starting at 8.30 and then 9 o'clock tip-off as they're in Golden State down there. Uh, What's their their stadium name? I can't even remember what it is now. Chase Center? I think it's the Chase Center is what it is. But all the same, no longer Oracle. It's not the FedEx or anything? Uh, Well, that's that's the Grizzlies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It is the Chase Center. Yeah, Chase Center. Nice. Uh, yeah, because I remember they moved and Oracle was gone, Oracle Arena and all that kind of stuff, so now it's Chase Center. Uh, but yeah, Memphis Grizzlies is going to be going on there tonight, so we'll talk to Eric Castine. Always good to have him on the show. And then at 525, we'll get into some NFL playoff talk. Jordan DeJani will join us from CBSSports.com. Going to have a good time with him. Sunday, me and a buddy of mine are leading like a little, uh, what's it called, like pass protection meeting. Do you want to get in and learn like the specifics of what a football meeting is? Is it like, like an AMA kind of thing? No, it's me and the Memphis Showboats. I'm me and uh, Matt, the guy who were there last year. We're gonna just we always have the offense come in every Sunday, and we do a little meeting, just just shooting it basically with the boys. And On, it's just an online thing. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, FaceTime and Zoom is how we've been doing it. No, I just t- we just talk through what you're gonna see at camp. So we're gonna me and Matt are gonna do pass pro on Sunday. You can come in and, and learn the intricacies of like football. Yeah, I'll just mute the mic and just kind of watch. Yeah, just listen. be there. I'll be like, guys, ignore this white guy. That's my white guy. <laughs> I'm just sitting in the corner. <laughs> For so, up. open invite. Yeah, yeah. What I'll time? Try, I'll try not to forget. It's usually later, seven thirty. Okay, good, good. Right. That'll work perfect then. Yeah, no, hundred percent down, hundred percent down to do that. But listen about the get the insights of the football X's and O's. You know, you got to get it from, especially just to see the showboats. Getting ready for USFL. It's right around the corner. So hopefully, they don't get fired before the season. Yeah, of, baby. Nah, I think they already <laughs> made their O line moves. So uh, now. Hopefully, the uh, season goes all the way through. Which that's only to- happened one time out of three seasons in the modern era. But they've made. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the USFL. They made moves. They announced. They announced. They officially announced the Detroit Hub a week ago. Two days ago, they're changing Pittsburgh Maulers color to black and gold. Which, which is duh. Yeah. So Why did you ever have? Purple. The purple and Yellow. orange or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. Like purple and like. Yeah, it was, it was it was dumb colors. They had a big thing today too, right? They had an announcement. Can Ohio, Ohio is the fourth hub that will be hosting Pittsburgh and New Jersey. So will you? Yes, we will play there for. Their you will league. travel when you're going on the road. If we play against Birmingham or New Orleans away, we'll be in Birmingham. If we play against, um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh or New Jersey away, we will be playing in Ken. And if we play against Philadelphia or Michigan, we will play in Detroit at whatever. I think it's the Lions Stadium. So, mm. 
Really? Yeah, no, it was crazy. I remember they announced the Detroit field. What was it? Is it called Four Field? Four Field, yeah. Yeah, they announced that, and everyone was like, how'd they get that? <laughs> yeah, that is. well, that's strange, too. I think today they just announced that, like, they're changing out their turf, too. <laughs> so it looks like it's going You might be having, like, brand-new turf out there, too. It looks like the league's going really well, so good for them. So, four hubs total. Yeah. And you'll be now Memphis. traveling outside of – so what two Which teams are in Memphis? sucks, because I loved – not I mean, I'm not travel. kidding. I would wake up an hour before the game, walk to the stadium, mm. like three minutes, and then walk home. Like, that was traveling. Like, it was sick. That was the sick part. Yeah, uh, we're with Houston in Memphis. The Houston mm. Gamblers. They'll be with us. So, yeah. So, when you play Houston you'll or you're a home team. We'll just play in Memphis, which will be, be sick. Mm. I'd imagine we'll travel like three or four times, and that's it. That's I mean, that's good. Now, there's some travel into it. Mm. I'm assuming you'll be like hoteled up, yep. living that hotel life, which that's going to be different, I imagine. Than You've seen my mobile gaming setup. Yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah, you got that. I brought that every Friday. Yeah, <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to be able to – yeah, that will be good. I'm excited for the season just because it was such a success. The I, You keep seeing it because everybody's, you know, watching the, watching the playoffs, and you see the the commercial for it. If it's on, if, you know, if you're watching Fox – you see the hit that like kind of went viral because the guy got hit and then he talks about how his tooth got knocked loose and they swallowed it by accident. And he was like, yeah, it was just a crown. I just got a crown put in. Yeah, yeah, it got knocked loose. I'm good, though. And you could just almost hear the fear in his voice to not be like, I just lost a tooth, ow, because they'll pull him and then it could be over. You never get back on the field. So he was like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. It's cool. It's all cool. I've been. It's like it's, my, my hand just fell off. No big deal. Let's just play. That's the interesting <laughs> thing about that league. You know, we're all kind of, you never know when your last is going to be. I mean, heck, you know, I don't want to name drop, but our kicker just got released who was playing really well for mm-hmm. Memphis. And uh, it's sad because, you know, you know, it's always like, if you want to keep playing, it's back to square one. And. I used to be really anxious in that, but now I just kind of walk around like, oh, if I get fired, I get fired. And so far, no one's fired me yet. So, yeah. But you never know when it'll come. It could come anytime. It will. And this is the, this is the real thing. It will happen at One some day. point to everyone. One day. Yeah. Every single person will have that happen. Uh, and that's just, you know, that's just the name. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the beast of the industry that it is, you know, mm-hmm. just what it is. Uh, let's talk a little bit of topical things, things going around the world here. Keep it in Tennessee. Uh, Danny White, athletic director for the Tennessee Volunteers, gets extended. Uh, they gave an extension to Hypel earlier this season. Tennessee Vols, top 10 in the nation football, top 10 in the nation basketball, top 10 in the nation in baseball. baseball. Got to give the athletic director his due. He's done a great job. In the short time he's been there. Yep. Hey, man. Right place, right time, right money. Cash it in. Um, I wish nothing but terrible <laughs> downward spiral from here on out. Because you got paid. So now I feel like I can I can safely wish failure upon you. You think it's more. You know? He was one, $1.8 It's a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of money, obviously, to make. But... He oversees, you know, it's no, easy athletic, to associate. Athletics is a crazy world. I always think about Candace Story Lee and what she has to do. And you kind of, you know, you kind of, your your personal identity morphs with the brand. And that's a tough thing to manage. I personally would never want to do it. I don't care how much you pay me. I couldn't imagine waking up and, like, when people see you, you're the figurehead of that brand, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot. So you would imagine there would be a lot of compensation that comes to Well, it. and you would associate them with, like, oh, this is – 
like even like this story, I feel like the most of the people you hear talk about, they talk about from the idea of like athletic director for football. And it's like, no, he's the athletic director. You know what I mean? He's covering all of it. And it just seems like it would be more money for everything they're doing there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Tennessee's had a history of just throwing things around and it not really working. So why don't we just sit and wait? And if it keeps going, then, you know, because at the end of the day, it is a public university and those are state dollars. So he has 1.8 million salary. That's where it started from. It then goes from it'll go up, or it does now go up after the extension, 2.2 million a year, and then it'll be a pay increase of five percent all the way through the rest of his contract each year. Mm-hmm. So pretty, hey, it's pretty good over there in the uh, Danny White household, I imagine right now. What, what, yeah, what do you do too? What's he? He went from 2.2, or sorry, 1.8 million a year to 2.2 million. What's he going to do with that extra $300,000? Put a in or something? Oh, first thing I do is I go to, like, uh, my favorite, like, Japanese, Southeastern Asian restaurant. Maybe get, like, a bowl of ramen, some gyozas. That's, that would probably be what i do. Just food. What are you doing with it, Devlin? You, you just food, too, probably? Yeah. Boba tea. You ever try these things? They're so good. <laughs> food, uh, some VC. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's for NBA, right? Yeah. yeah. 2K. Currency. Yeah. Virtual, virtual currency. Virtual currency. Yeah, some VC. Just why your kids are stealing your credit cards to buy. <laughs> it's a really rough world. Uh, also, in some NFL news, Mahomes went out presser today, says, I'm ready to go, talking about the AFC title game. And then there was a video of him hopping off of a, the the what do you call that, the stage? Podium. Yeah. Podium. He was hopping off. And everybody was like, look at his ankle, no no walking boot on. Tony Romo can suck it. That's what everybody was saying. He was wrong. But you could totally see he had a giant brace on underneath his sock. Yeah, no, I'm I'm extremely surprised he's gonna play. It kind of ups because in the my power rankings, because of the injury, I put the Chiefs at third. My power rankings were the Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, and 49ers. And I really do want to put the Chiefs back at number one, just to be very frank. I've seen a lot of people that are trying to be edgy right now, and they're like, Chiefs are number four left in the playoffs. This is a hard four for me to rank. Because can you seriously put San Francisco as the four seed? They They have not struggled, it feels like, with anybody. The Eagles were at least struggling at the end of their regular season. Um, but they've only played the fraud Giants, so... I'm very interested. The Eagles um, are one of the best explosive teams, plays past 25-plus uh, yards, and the 49ers, that's their one deficiency on defense, is the deep play. So we'll see how that does match up. My rankings going in, it's still the Bengals' number one. I think they have by far the momentum. What worries me is the been-there factor in these young cats, but they have been there, so that worry is kind of shaken off a little bit. So I have the Bengals at number one. The Chiefs are my number two. If they get in, both AFC teams are the favorite in my mind if they get in. And then the Eagles are at three, which is crazy because I still don't know how good the Eagles are. It seems like they're amazing. Yeah, I mean, if they just walk through the rest, the last two games they have left and they win by 30 in each one of them, you're like, oh, okay, that's the best football team that ever played probably. One of them. That's what you have to like. You have to put them up there with that, uh, what was 2010 Patriots or whatever, whatever year that was. They Another lost to the loss. Giants. Yeah. You know, that's even though they lost to the Giants, still one of the best teams ever that played. You, they lost their only game, only loss was the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, so that's my power ranking. Yeah. 
Also in uh, NFL MVP news, uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, an, an MVP nominee. Patrick Mahomes. Feels like they just threw Justin Jefferson in there. Like, yeah, we can't just put only quarterbacks in here. Patrick Mahomes, most valuable player in the National Football League, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. No, I, I think – I would not be surprised, though, if Jalen Hurts gets it. If he does, fair enough. Josh Allen doesn't deserve it. No. Joe Burrow. Josh Allen, whole hey. whole season hasn't been just like it, this last – the middle of the last, he's been electric, obviously. You know who Josh Allen reminds me of the most in, his, in as early as his career is? Phillip Rivers. I feel like we're watching Phillip Rivers 2.0. Big physical tools. Just sometimes the team will be 13 wins, three law, and just a non-factor. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? It's a little bit. It's a little bit. And they had all the tools then, too. I mean, you look at early Phillip Rivers. You had LaDainian Thomas. Heck, it was like two years Antonio before Gates. he retired. They, the, the, the Chargers dominated their division and mm-hmm. just withered away in the early round of the playoff. Mm. All right, we need to take a break. When we come back, we will head out to California, talk with Eric Hasseltine, voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, about their matchup tonight and everything Grizzlies on the other end here for the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Watching traffic bunch up at times over here on 40 East, just trying to get past Fessler's headed out towards the airport. Steady flow of traffic right now. Looks pretty good, actually, on 40, traveling through Wilson County, out through the Mount Juliet area as traffic volume picks up on 24. All that traffic making its way back out towards Clarksville. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee, edibles, flowers, concentrates. They're online for your order at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Make some big Memphis noise. Don't miss Ja, Jaron, and your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Pacers. Score your limited edition matchup poster presented by Silvamo. Available on a first-come, first-served basis at multiple locations around the arena. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show, and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOOP or online at grizzlies.com today. From Nashville's home of the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Five state forecast. 
your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. This afternoon, clouds, maybe a sprinkle, the high temperature 54, breezy, winds gusting to 30 miles per hour. Clouds in a stray shower tonight, low 34, mostly cloudy Thursday, high near 40. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. That one just gets longer and longer the more that we have it. Every time, more vowels and adjectives added into it. It's always longer. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. 425 here in the Music City. And we head to the phone lines now to out to California to talk about some Memphis Grizzlies and Golden State voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Hasseltine. Always a pleasure having you, sir. Thank you so much for jumping on with us again. Well, I don't know who's got a longer intro. You guys are Apollo Creed from uh, one of the Rocky movies. <laughs> was he the master of disaster, the king of sting, whatever it was. Uh, then Count he died. You watch Game of Thrones? They have some big ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, I did watch Game of Thrones. The thing I hated about Game of Thrones is like every character I liked got killed. And like all the ones I hated just kept sticking around and like driving. Like I'm like, who, who's writing this garbage? Like, why am I, and why am I watching it? No, it was, uh, that was a great show. And yeah, the Apollo Creed death scene, that, uh, that hit me hard as a kid. My dad had to like put his arm around me in the theater because at first I hated him and then you loved him. And man, poor Ivan Drago, just, uh, an, an un, uh, misunderstood man just killed a man in the ring. Unbelievable. Roided out of his mind. Yeah, Apollo Creed's yeah, death. Right, no doubt. And then uh, uh, the Viper uh, from Game of Thrones, his death. Oberyn. Oberyn, <laughs> yeah, his death <laughs> against the mountain. You're like, man, just yeah. win it, oh. you know, and he just can't do it. And that, that yeah, one that one shocked me. That was the last, like, TV death that I saw. And I was like, no, like, right when it happened, like, let out actual gasps. That's not a good way to go to have your skull crushed by somebody's bare hands. I'm going to guess that doesn't feel good. But uh, And by the guy yeah, who, like, destroyed yeah. your family, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just everything. Yeah. Well, Eric, let's yeah. talk about the fight people would, like, really want to talk about. I mean, yeah, Eric exactly. Castletine, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> what does that one look like? Oh, man. Uh, I, I have abstained from uh, participating in those festivities because um, Shannon is a large human. And, um, I, you know, look, I – my thing with that whole scenario is you know, people are going to say things courtside, but if you say things to a professional athlete courtside, you have got to expect them to chirp back at you. And whether you think it's fighting words or not to them, that's their office. And so um, for a guy like Shannon Sharp, who knows that, who has heard, believe me, countless things said at him, uh, some of which I have heard because I was on the sidelines uh, for the final few minutes of the AFC championship game in Oakland when he hit that seam route and won it for the Baltimore Ravens and sent them to the Super Bowl. Um, I was shocked. I was really surprised that he did that. I was really surprised that Dylan Brooks chirping back at him got to him that aggressively, made him that angry. But, you know, things happen. I, I thought the apology could have been condensed uh, by about four minutes. And he just, you know, a simple, hey, I lost my cool. I apologize to everybody involved in the game for making a spectacle. That's not what we're there for. And uh, I know better. And, uh, you know, my apologies to the Grizzlies, to the Lakers, and, every, and like to single people out like that. It was just like, dude, come on. At some point it stops. 
having sincerity and it starts sounding like you're trying to get your name more out there than anything else. So um, I don't want a piece of it. He wasn't wrong about that. I don't want that smoke. And uh, I will uh, help politely abstain from any festivities with, uh, with those guys anymore. But uh, yeah, that was a wild night. And it, it really unfortunately seems to have kind of, uh, you know, taken a toll uh, from that time on, the Grizzlies have really struggled. They struggled the second half of the Lakers game. They struggled in the opening moments of the Phoenix game. And I don't think that had anything necessarily to do with it, but um, that was a, that was a wild team to say the least. Where were you in location and, and to that? Were you down on the court mm. side or where were you at? No, no. So most arenas, we don't sit courtside anymore owners realized our tickets were actually very valuable and people would buy them so they're like hey you're doing radio you can go up top like the hockey guys do so we're not quite that high but I was directly behind him in the lower level of Staples Center I saw him jawing and I couldn't tell when it initially happened that he was jawing at Dylan but then I saw him jawing and I saw our bench coming over and the one guy you don't want off of our bench coming over, Steven Adams, and I was like, uh-oh, this is not going to go well. And, um, so I was behind it, but about 15 rows up, 20 rows up. So I didn't really hear everything said. I know he went in the hallway uh, immediately after and talked to ESPN's Dave McMiniman, who uh, was there and knows him and has a, a friendship or a relationship with him through their, you know, their both being on national television. Um, I was shocked he was back in his seat in the second half. Because, I, I mean, just there's a very clear code of conduct that's issued to anybody that sits down in those areas. It's right on your seat as you walk in every NBA building. And when you get escorted out of a building, generally you don't, you're not allowed to come back. In fact, that's happened um, where guys in Memphis uh, have been escorted out of their seats because they said something inappropriate to a player. They came back, and the coach, I, I want to say it was Alvin Gentry, Sacramento last year and that it was stemming from some things said to Tristan Thompson about uh, Khloe Kardashian or whoever he was dating or whatever it may have been. Um, and when the fans were allowed to come back for a brief moment, Alvin Gentry said, no, 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 I will pull my team off the court until those people are gone. And at that point, you're gone. And it's unfortunate that, you know, these things get to that point, but you know, the players have a right to, to go do what they do, too, in my opinion. And, um, you know, without the fans, we don't turn on the lights and we don't, you know, we're not opening the building and we're not playing basketball, period. But you've got to put it in perspective, too, that, you know, I know this whole thing, like, you wouldn't say it to this guy's face. Yeah, I, I get that. And, and people have kind of gotten a little complacent or comfortable, you know, with all this social media stuff, being able to just kind of fire off what they want. But, you know, more so than anything, I, I, you know, you guys wouldn't want somebody to come into your studio and start heckling you to where it's disrupting what you're doing. That's not fair to you. You're there to do a job and people can have their opinions about, you know, the show, which is terrific. But if they disagree, OK, great. Voice your opinion and move on. But, you know, when you do it in someone's workplace, that's where you got to got to take a deep breath and check yourself a little bit and, and figure out what your end game really is there. Well, Eric, I kind of got some like. Azul tinted glasses. I got some blue tinted glasses because we cover yeah. the Grizz. We host them on the station. We watch them. It's uh, you know I'm a fan, but yeah, it seems like 
I may, and I don't know if your opinion will be nearly as unbiased either, but it seems like the Grizz are kind of getting this reputation in the league as like, you know, it, it, it always happens around this team, right? The, the story, right. these yeah. kind of stories are kind of happening around this team. Is that like what national media right. is seeing the Grizz as right now? Well, I, we joke and say we're rapidly becoming the most hated team in the NBA, and we love it. Um, yeah. it it's our, look, our guys are young. They're brash. They have a swagger to them. They have a cockiness to them. They have an arrogance to them. The problem some people have with that is they haven't advanced to anywhere but the second round of the playoffs. So take case in point last season, um, the Grizzlies will talk a lot to fire themselves up, as I tell people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is coming across as trash talking. And, yes, they do talk trash on the court. There is no question about it. But last year in Los Angeles, Desmond Bain hit a big shot and was talking to his teammates and talking about, you know, hey, we're on a roll, blah, blah, blah. LeBron James didn't take kindly to it and bumped him. And Des is like, what are you doing? And you could hear in our courtside microphone LeBron saying, you guys haven't won anything yet. You like to talk all this nonsense. You know, there were some expletives in there we won't use. And, um that, you know, until you guys win something, don't, don't run your mouths. And it's like, okay, whatever. And he goes, I'm about to show you what a championship player looks like. And we're like, okay, whatever. And he did. He went down and had a big dunk, and the Grizzlies <laughs> ran off an 18-4 to run and put the game away. And so that's where a lot of people will say, hey, let your play do the talking. But, you know, this, that's what these guys are. That's what they are. You know, some guys need that. Some guys need to, tra- to talk trash to fire themselves up. Gary Payton was one of those types of guys, the, the most notorious trash talker. If you talk to ex-NBA players that nobody even knew was talking trash was Larry Bird. And he would just drive you insane with chirping where no one could really hear it. You know, the legendary story of the three-point contest where he walked into the locker room and said, all right, who's taking second place? Yeah. You know, it's like it's a confidence and a swagger, but, you know, it, it does get under some guy's skin. So, yeah, we're, we're finding it. I was telling somebody the other day, it's really fun to go to other arenas now and see a lot of Grizzlies jerseys. Obviously, John Morant's the big factor there, but we see Desmond Bain jerseys, you know, Sharon Jackson jerseys. So these are people that are actually following the team, and they're, they're filling up a lot of the seats when we go on the road. So when they start talking trash, there's about half the arena booing it and half the arena cheering it, and you got guys in the stands yelling at each other, and it's, it's getting wild, man, but that's a, a good thing because it means you're relevant. It means people care. Um, I think they've got a little growing up to do in terms of, you know, getting out on the road and, and finishing their business, taking care of things, which is part of the maturation process for any team. Um, but they're really, really talented. And if they weren't, no one would care. And if no one cared, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Talking with voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Castletine. Now, obviously, that started a lost streak. We're talking about the L.A. game. Yeah. Um, then last uh, last time out, they take a loss to Sacramento. But in the mm-hmm. Phoenix game, one of the biggest hits happened to the team. Steven Adams going down with a, uh, I believe it's yeah. a strained PCL, or I, I forget the yeah. exact word, but – 11 and a half averaging 11 and a half rebounds right now for the team you see them get out rebounded by 20 so rebounds i believe in that ball game uh against uh uh, yeah. uh forgetting sacramento what is yeah. that piece right now for the grizzlies going forward well yeah it's tough because i i've called steven our our kind of our unsung hero that uh the, the screens he sets the defense he's been playing in the pick and roll the rebounding as you mentioned and I thought those numbers were a little skews because Sacramento had a ton of turnovers, so a lot of possessions they didn't get shot. 
and the possessions they did get shots, they seemed to make them. I mean, they made their first 11 three-point shots. I'm sitting there calling the game going, what in the world is going on here? They can't miss. Uh, at one point, they were 12 for 16, and they were 11 for 11 from three. And I'm like, that's a recipe for disaster. So there weren't a lot of rebounds to be had, but without Steven in there, it changed what the Grizzlies were capable of doing. Now in that game, they came back and you know took a two-point lead. And it turns out, if you don't make shots in the fourth quarter, it's really hard to win a basketball game. We found that out firsthand uh, the other night, and they just struggled, and they kind of ran out of gas in their third game in four nights. But losing Steven is a big blow. Now they've got some guys on the bench that have some experience and are pros. Xavier Tillman, we always talk about what tremendous work ethic he has. And, you know, now in his, I think it's his third season out of Michigan State where he's basically not a regular part of the rotation, but every time you call on him, he's productive. So he's not as big as Adams. He's not as, you know, physical down there, but he's still a solid player. And, you know, that's part of this league. In the West, we've said around, you know, our team is, it's going to be a war of attrition. Who's going to be able to stay the healthiest? You look at their opponent tonight in the Warriors, they're 23 and 24. That's not a 500 basketball team. That's a team that's much better than that. But injuries, winning on the road being difficult with the West being so competitive, you know, that's where they are. So um, this is a blow. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he's been such a blessing to have since he came over from New Orleans. He was not really happy in the situation with the Pelicans. Gave him an opportunity to uh, to kind of be happy playing basketball again. And, you know, the, the coaches have preached to him, hey, you know what would make John Morant really happy is you scoring double figures every night because he's getting assists and you're taking some attention away from him because now you can't just think, oh, there's just a big guy down low that's there to rebound and block shots. He's got a great skill set. I, I shudder to think if this young man had grown up in America and had the coaching that a lot of American kids have right now what type of NBA player he would be because he's super athletic more than people realize he comes from a family of athletes. He just grew up in New Zealand and, you know, was kind of lost at one point and his brother took him to the basketball Institute in New Zealand. And four years later, he's a freshman at the university of Pittsburgh for a one and done and is a lottery pick the next year. So he's getting there. And I think he's really enjoying himself. And so losing this is a, it's a big blow to say the least, but it's part of the league. It's part of what happens seemingly every season to almost every team and it's who can stay the healthiest and get yourself to April to get those playoff seedings. So tonight, Golden State, Memphis, there is a, a I guess it's a budding rivalry. It's definitely a newer yeah. one, but it's, there's definitely animosity between these two teams going back to last <laughs> year's final or playoffs to the finals. Uh, talk to me. What are you expecting tonight out of this matchup? Well, I think it'll, it's going to be a battle. No doubt. There is some animosity. The Warriors have had a few days off. Um, they had a nice win on the road in Cleveland. They've struggled on the road. They beat the Grizzlies here Christmas Day. They're a much better team on the home floor. So we'll look for that. And, yeah, there's animosity. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I felt that this is the area where I grew up, about 20 miles east of here. Um, I'm actually walking by uh, the Giants Stadium right now back to our team hotel. And um, I'm not afraid to, to do it. But <laughs> I don't go boasting a lot of Grizzlies gear around the streets of San Francisco anymore. <laughs> like before, nobody really cared. Now – you, uh, you're liable to get half a peace sign from everybody driving around you if they see what's on your shirt, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So we heard that a few times, but I think it is a, a little bit of a budding rivalry. They're, they're kind of um, they're, they're showcasing that with the NBA. Now, to the Warriors, it's not, because to them, the Grizzlies haven't won anything yet. While to the Grizzlies, 
that's where they want to be. There is a lot of respect there and a healthy respect. But, you know, again, it's, it's like the, the, old, the older brother saying, until you win something, you know, don't pop off to us. And the Grizzlies are saying, well, we're, we're coming for you because you're our target. And so it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a tough one tonight, obviously, without Steven. But you get Ja Morant back in the lineup and you get a healthy Desmond Bain where, you know, he was really trying to find his rhythm on that Christmas Day matchup. Steph Curry's back in the lineup. And so, whereas I really would love to see these two teams at full strength, and we didn't get to see a lot of that last year in the playoffs. Ja was out after game two. Gary Payton, who's no longer with the organization, obviously took that hard foul from Dylan Brooks. That didn't make us very popular here either. So I'd, I'd prefer to see it where, you know, everybody's healthy, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. And it'll be – it's a great atmosphere. The, the building is beautiful. Their fans have been diehard for years. I mean, they went – 18 out of 19 years not making the playoffs, and yet they were selling out every night because they love that team. So uh, this will be fun. Good test for the Grizzlies. they got to get off the schneid. They're 0-3 on this trip. It's their first three-game uh, losing streak of the season, and they certainly don't want to see it go to four. We will be able to hear Eric Hastine on the call on this very station, 9 o'clock tonight here in the Music City. Golden State taking on Memphis Grizzlies. Eric, you just be careful walking around the streets of San Francisco. Watch out for the uh, the poop and such that's yeah. on those streets <laughs> oh man i tell you what it's kind of sad because i you know as you said i grew up here it's changed quite a bit and it's uh it was hit pretty hard by covid i've got my uh my long jacket on my my, my collars up so just kind of hiding and walking back i'm almost back though and i'll just uh, get in the comfort of my room read a little uh, a few game notes and uh, get ready to uh head to the yard and, and do what we love to do which is call a basketball game all right we're excited to hear it thanks so much for jumping on eric Guys, always appreciate you having me and the support, and uh, go Grizz. Absolutely. Going to listen to him once again. 8.30 is the pregame start. Then Eric Hastine jumping on. 9 o'clock tip-off right here on Nashville Sports Radio tonight with the Grizzlies taking on Golden State Warriors. Grizzlies three, what is it, three? I'm hey, well, real quick, let me give him his flyers. He's probably our best guess. Oh, for sure. He is Eric is absolutely insanely insightful personality. It's, He'll talk it's about crazy. whatever. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, take it so just, serious. It fits our show like crazy. <laughs> I just think about half the people I would mention fighting Shannon Sharp too, and they would be like, um, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> you can have fun with it. Three-game losing streak, though, uh, on the road, these last three games for the Grizzlies. But they're, they're very far ahead in the, in the regular season pacing of where they've normally been at. So Golden State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know. Yeah, everybody's that welcome, by the way. If Like, like I said yesterday – if you watch the show from beginning to end, you never know when you're going to catch that golden nugget. And right at the end of the show, I threw you a golden nugget of just an absolute free 100% winner. Yeah, we didn't even get to play the music, did we? It was just like, hey, we got to tell you this. The under in Vandy and Kentucky, 143 hit by like 25 points or something crazy. Uh, you're welcome. Maybe might have something on this. You just have to wait to find out when it happens. We got to run to a break. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. It's really crowded over here right on schedule on 40 East, especially at DeMumbry and Broadway as you try to get to the South Loop. 65 still moving right now down through Brentwood especially, but it gets heavy on 65 right on schedule down in the Spring Hill area as you approach 840. 840 still looks good around 24 out in the Murfreesboro area. A little bit of radar around Sulphur Springs there in Rutherford County a little bit earlier. Snapdragon Hemp serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order online at snap bundling home and car insurance with geico is so easy your neighbors are probably already doing it but who 
they may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drifts of cold hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The show that would make visiting aliens blow up our planet. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strigan Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Hope everybody is doing well. Great interview with Eric Castletine. Be able to hear that Memphis Grizzlies Golden State Warriors game here on this very station tonight, starting 8:30 pregame, nine o'clock tip-off. Always good. If you didn't listen to it, you want to get ready for the game, get ready for what's happening as the Grizzlies lead up into the game. Maybe it's like the pre-pregame. WNSR.com. Click on the afternoon stretch tab, and then right there you'll be able to listen to that interview with Eric Hasselstein. Always good stuff from him. Is there a week break between conference championship and the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, I always forget that because they it's do. kind of like a, they want to you know stretch out the media. It used to be the Pro Bowl. Is it not the Pro Bowl? Is it not the Pro Is Bowl it still the Pro Bowl? It might be in the Pro Bowl. I time. thought it was okay. conference championship, Pro Bowl, and then yeah. Super Bowl. So that is right because it used to be the Pro Bowl was after the Super Bowl, like long time ago. Old Pro Bowl was so much better than new Pro Bowl, and I don't know why. I, I really I don't know if it's just because I was a child, but like watching the skills event 
where they had to throw like the chalked up football and they had to hit like the targets moving across the field. Something about that like low, you know, 420p. Well, you liked it because it so good. you could actually watch it because you didn't have responsibilities at noon, you know, whereas now. I remember Javon Curse. It was like his rookie year. He got to the Pro Bowl and he was doing the defensive skills. Javon Curse. I remember sitting there watching. I remember where I was. I was down the street at Crest Honda and sitting inside the waiting area there. No free shout-outs. And watching that. And I was like, this is awesome. I was like, this is so cool. I know who that is, and I'm a fan. <laughs> I lost that somewhere along the line, you know? No, I've, hey, yeah, I've lost a lot. <laughs> I've lost a lot of that. It's mainly There's nothing mind. worse than becoming, than, like, getting so close to becoming your heroes. Because it's just like, oh, I guess. Because you know deep down you're not special, so they were never special. Yes. Now we're getting deep. <laughs> now we're getting heavy. The freak, man. He was just so he no, was, Curse was so insane. He kind of suffered the same thing that Clowney does, right? Too powerful for his own body. It was like it's like uh Bo Jackson. That's who I think of. Yeah. Like I mean, he's just if he was less strong, he wouldn't have tore his leg apart to where he would have been able to He was playing. tearing his own body apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Uh keep with some football here. Story from earlier today, the GM for the Buffalo Bills had a pretty good quote about not wanting to suck too bad uh, to get good players. Let's listen in first to this, about a minute clip, and then we'll talk about it. Anything that Cincinnati does, I'm thinking about those receivers. That type of, do you see anything from them that suggests that's a trend that we need to kind of adapt to moving forward in order to close that? No, they have a good team. I mean, um, they right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years, and – without getting too much into their build and you know I don't want to I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase like he's a heck of a talent I'd love to have him but you got to you got to go through some lean years to do, to do that and you know they you know they were able to get Burrow one and I don't remember where Chase was drafted but it was pretty high like and those guys are on their rookie deals we're paying Stefan Diggs pretty hefty number we're paying Josh Allen a pretty hefty number so there is the constraints of the cap um, but they have a they have a really good team and they got some good young players why are you booing him he's right <laughs> he's right Cincinnati fans also are showing their sensitive side too you don't you don't have to suck though to get a player like that yeah you do uh, the Kansas uh, no, Chiefs uh, traded on. down from 27 to nut pick 10 to get Patrick Mahomes yeah but here's the thing, and you don't you, you don't have to suck bad to get a player like that, but to get him at the value you have him right now, like because we all know Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are going to break the bank for a team, and kind of like what Stephon Diggs is doing right now to the Bills. You could see in that conversation he's projecting his situation to a situation he would find more favorable, but he can't go that route because going that route X and A would indict him of not doing his job correctly. Does that make sense? I think so, but I also think the idea of like saying you have to suck to get a high draft pick is not necessarily no, true. No, it's it, it, no, it's not the it's not Obviously, it's a more nuanced thing. It's not like it's 100% true what he's saying, but that from his point of view, that's him venting at, right. the, at the situation he's at. He's like, they're good and young, and they don't have to pay as much so they can build other places. So that's the situation. And he's like, we're chronically in the divisional round. I can't build anything, but we can't get over this hump. Yeah. yeah. Josh Allen's not it. Stephon Diggs hates me. That's, I mean, that's a story that you know a lot of Bills fans are at least pouting at least right now. I, I think that... 
you can you can build a team and and you know it's well they should have paid Von Miller like a billion million trillion he was huge dollars. for the defense up until he got hurt that's yeah. just really what it is but you got to pay to get that kind of talent and you sell out to win a Super Bowl and you're the Rams you may win you may win the Super Bowl which it doesn't always work out like the Rams did at least what they did it worked out they won the Super Bowl they're in the gutter now it feels like. So who knows where the bills are going to go soon because it does feel like, I mean, you had that window there, but the window does come crashing back down. You They're go going right, to Chargers, 7-9 next year. You're Phillip Rivers now. You could be, you could be uh, right back to the Ryan Fitzpatrick years. Uh, woo-hoo. Remember, that, remember those years? Those are some of the best jerseys, I think, were those early 2000s Bills jerseys with the red helmets and, like, that navy blue, like the Marshawn Lynch years. Love those jerseys of the Bills. But you could very quickly get back into that that spell. So, yeah, I don't know. I just it also seems like crying for crying's sake. <laughs> They're young. What do I do? I'm not the one out there playing. Like he was one. He was I, one sentence away from saying like it's not me. On well, the, field. the worst part is this is going to get a lot of media criticism, a lot of attention, a lot of conversation. And the worst, worst, worst part about it, I wish a lot more people would talk like him because it's insightful. Oh, it's truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I love. I wish we could. I wish we. I wish we could encourage people to just speak more openly because that was his. Those his genuine thoughts, and he's never going to say stuff like that again. Aaron Rodgers did it one time, and everybody was like, "Uh oh." (laughs) (laughs) All right, we need to run to a break. If you want to get in, final segment of the first hour: six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Good afternoon. Watching that traffic volume build pretty good out through Kingston Springs. Uh, Pegram, as you continue westbound I-40 towards Dixon County, heavy volume of traffic now where you would expect 40 east over here at the airport passing Donaldson Pike. Still looks good with that traffic flow on 24, at least for now it does. Eastbound 24 as you pass Bell Road, continuing out into Rutherford County. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee, edibles, flowers, concentrates. They're online right now at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than... Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief. I owe the IRS $37,000. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck. With 
specific tax relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay. For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. 800-841-0908. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one, and two, and three, and four, and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Afternoon Stretch. The best show. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Devlin, let's have a little blast from the past, if that's okay. No. Devlin's freaking out. The video I sent you on Twitter. Right. Devlin, yes. That's what Devlin just had. Cardiac arrest. I, think. I thought it was I thought it was enough to like what I said should have like signified. I didn't know what was happening, but I'm always Bruno, pretty chill. Whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's just what I think about you. But I want you to listen to this moment because it's it's recirculated as like a uh like a TikTok trend, you know? But it's one of the greatest moments in sports, I think people would say. And it happened on this very day in 1997 in the Phoenix Open. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. No way. Tiger Woods, 16th hole, just holds it. Hole one, and and just a giant. Can we crowd. replay it, please? Uh, we have the ability to. Thank you, hey, man. Hey, you're co-host. <laughs> I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see it. I just yeah, it's just play the, it again. It's crazy. They're gonna go nuts when he hits this thing. <laughs> Full crowd of people. What a time to be alive. This must have been. I was alive. Though. <laughs> just him hitting it alone caused the crowd reaction and then to put it in the hole in front of that many people uh what an awesome awesome memory that happened today january 25th 1997 tiger woods changed everything man he really i think he really did that's what when i was in fifth grade we had a program where we would like like adopt a kindergartner or whatever in the kindergartner we i was you know fifth grader and kindergartner what are we going to talk about he was like my favorite athlete's tiger woods and he showed me all this Tiger Woods, like, picture books and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, this is a short little white kid. And he was like, my favorite athlete is Tiger Woods. And I know it doesn't, like, seem like a lot. But we're not that far removed from, like, 20 years ago where we were at in this country. I just thought I was – looking back, it's one of my more fonder memories. It's also one of my earliest ones. So much of an impact it had on me. He's got so many highlights, it's, like, insane. Like, it's one of those things where you're like – What'd you do? Yeah. Yeah, who'd you sell it to? Your soul, what you know? Yeah, how'd you get that good? And you have that much. And like, it, frankly, it's just the dude was 
an incel that never talked to women that was like, I'm going to get absurdly good at golf, and now people are going to have to know me. And then he got the women. He was like, I don't know how to handle this. That story, too, that came out of that HBO documentary about Tiger Woods where uh, it was him talking to MJ. Michael Jordan, and they were like, he said, Michael, what do I tell these women? He said, what do you mean you tell them? You tell them you're Tiger Woods and come back to my room. <laughs> True. And uh, he took that to heart. <laughs> he really did. Uh, all right, first hour is done. Second hour coming up. If you want to get in, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. Don't go anywhere. ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. In Northern California, the suspect in the Half Moon Bay mass shooting is facing murder charges for the seven deaths of his co-workers Monday at two farms. ABC's Alex Stone is more on the victims. Among the five men and two women killed in the mass shooting, the coroner in San Mateo County now releasing the identities of six of the seven. The youngest was 43 years old. The oldest was 74, allegedly shot and killed by a co-worker. Investigators say they were all farm workers. Many at those farms live on site as well. The U.S. is sending 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, and Western allies, including Germany, are also sending dozens more tanks to help Ukrainian troops battle Russia in the months to come. A U.S. attorney says the federal civil rights investigation into the death of Tyree Nichols is underway, but will take time. The 29-year-old motorist died days after he was arrested and allegedly beaten by five Memphis police officers. This is ABC News. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Slim's Tinder Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious Mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl Meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl Meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. 
Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan. Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams, here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. At 525, Jordan Dejani of CBSSports.com will be joining us talking NFL playoffs. So that's always fun having Jordan on. Uh, saw him walking around Kroger the other day in Hendersonville. I, I, I'll say it to him, too, because I, I turned the aisle. I was in the cereal aisle. I got frosted, strawberry frosted mini wheats. Love them. Can't get enough of them. The FDA says it's like one of the healthiest foods you can eat too. Strawberry mini wheats? Yeah, or shredded shredded wheats. Yeah, shredded, frosted shredded wheats or something like that. I don't yeah. know. It's bread missing. I've been. Look, I need. I need so that's like a <laughs> breakfast thing. Yeah, it's cereal. I've been looking for better breakfast options. I'll send you this one. This is a good one. This is a yummy little cereal bowl. Yeah. Uh, but I just see this bald dude running at me <laughs> in the in the cereal it's aisle, horrifying. and I didn't realize what was happening. And I was like, oh, that's Jordan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll have him on. Uh, next segment, talk about that. That'd be funny. Uh, we were talking about something in the overhang because we listened to the the whole one there by Tiger Woods uh, in the Phoenix Open from 1997 that happened today in you know sports history, and uh, we started talking about how great Tiger Woods is, obviously. And Bruno and I earlier in a conversation were talking about the young sons living up to those great athletes, and you got obviously. Charlie Woods now with Tiger Woods. That's his son. Uh, you have Bronny James, who just got named a McDonald's All-American in basketball, who he has to live up to, obviously, LeBron James. It can't be anything. I mean, Arch Manning, maybe because his uncles were there, but it's not directly his dad. Arch Manning's going to have to live up to the Manning name, though. You know, Peyton yeah. Peyton and Eli were better than Archie Manning, the the, the father figure in the NFL. They he they did way more than Archie Manning in the NFL, but he, that's like one of the few times that you see the sons that come up and play 
actually supplant the father. No, I've been thinking about a lot of people mother, who like. I've been thinking of a lot of like um, as many people as I can that like reach that the same level as their. If their father was a superstar, how many actually come back to be a superstar after them? I'm thinking, you know, the only thing that really comes to my head is what? Like, Bruce Matthews, Hall of Famer, and Jake Matthews has made All-Pro a few times, which is, you know, as close as you can get. But they're offensive linemen. Who cares, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you have, like, an extremely famous father, the odds of you reaching that level is is tough, you know. I'm not sure Bronny James is going to be able to play in the NBA. I know LeBron wants it. And LeBron will probably get his wish one way or another before Bronny gets businessed out if he doesn't rise to that level. But you just, hey, you just never know. It's and That's a curse, I think. I think that's a – Bronny James, no doubt, I bet, loves basketball. But I, I couldn't imagine having to struggle with that thought every day. That's tough. My dad was a okay football player, but I never once – thought about him and how I compare to him and legacy and all that. I never had to. I think your dad would probably say you're better than he was. I'm way better. (laughs) Uh, But I also have uh, the personality for it. My dad was very outgoing, social person. Quite the opposite. So So here's a few, actually. So I I had a list here. Because some of the names that I think of, the first one I immediately go to is Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. And I say Michael Jordan's son because I don't even remember his name. I think... Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, there's a – if you don't know that conspiracy theory. That's a real fun one. That's a fun one. If you go down that rabbit hole, you're going to see a lot. You're like, wait a second, I think Jimmy Butler's actually related to Michael Jordan. Uh, but, yeah, no, that I, – I think uh, – what was it, USF Austin or whatever? I think that's where uh, uh, Michael Jordan's son went or UC, UCF or – UCF. UCF, that's what it was. Uh, that was one where – he never could ever live up to Michael Jordan, never did, and was more of a problem in the college. But here's a list of – so this is actually um, a, like a full list of sons who did better than their father in athletics. So it's actually kind of going against my point here. It might, it might be true. Uh, first one, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. They, I already mentioned they, that. Yeah, they were, they were so much better. Kobe Bryant, his, his father, Joe Bryant, played eight years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Kobe obviously is one of the best NBA players ever. King Griffey Jr. His dad played obviously King Griffey Sr. for the Mariners. King Griffey Jr. one of the best ever in baseball. Still the best swing you'll ever watch ever. First ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, Barry Bonds, obviously Bobby Bonds uh, played in. Bobby Bonds played in three All Star games in 14 years as a major leaguer, but is never going to be considered better than Barry Bonds. But some people probably put the the asterisks of steroids on there if you want to. Uh, Steph Curry, that's a big one. I don't even know why I didn't think about that. Dell Curry, obviously an NBA player, who was good as well. Played 16 seasons in the NBA, but nope. Steph Curry, way better than him. Uh, Pete Maravich, no, another one. Pistol Pete Maravich. Uh, that one, his, his father had one year in the Basketball Association of America. And that was the forerunner to the NBA. For anybody out there who didn't know who that is, uh, Bruce Matthews and Clay Matthews Jr. Mm-hmm. Clay uh, Matthews is part of the Matthews family, also. Yep, Clay Matthews, the father, played four seasons uh, in the NFL, and that was interrupted by two seasons by the Korean War. Some 
athletes. Different world. Different then. worlds, man. Some, I mean, you talk about some hard asses. <laughs> like that is that is a different world of of sport. Like Ted Williams going off into play to one of the best hitters ever goes off serves. I believe it was the Korean War as well, and then comes back and is still hitting over three hundred. I mean, like amazing. I think he was flying planes is what he was doing. Uh, Andrew Luck, Oliver Luck, your former boss. Uh, Andrew Luck obviously had a better one. Clay Thompson, uh, his uh, father, Michael Thompson, was the number one overall pick for the Portland Tra- Trailblazers in 1978. I didn't even know. I did not know about that one. Uh, played for 13 seasons. Uh, and then let's see here. Kevin Love, that's one. Prince Fielder, who's who was way better than his dad. Jalen Rose. There's actually a lot of them on here. The more you go through here and you look at some of these names, you're like, oh, well, I guess Charlie Charlie Woods does have a good shot. Maybe Bronny James does. I mean, well, the one, both, their, both their dads are like GOAT level success. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So on here, you could only say maybe two names that would even be across that board at all, and that's Kobe Bryant and Ken Griffey Jr., where and, you're talking about best of the best in that game. And Bruce Matthews, but no one can, no one knows Hall of Fame. Like, no one knows O-Lyman enough to, to Yeah, care, they just so. don't care enough about it. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, can you see ever, I mean, the, the struggle of Bronny James, who's a McDonald's All-American, is very successful in his own right. And I can't imagine, uh, I imagine LeBron James as the competitor is sitting there saying, I want you to be better than me, but there is clearly going to be something inside of him saying that, like, you you just can't because look at what all I've done, 38,000 points that I've scored in the NBA. What what are you going to do? You know, like, that. that's his go- That's the goal for Bronny James going forward. Be the best basketball player statistically that the NBA has ever seen. It almost kind of makes you wonder, like, why do you want to do it? There you go. But he grew up doing it. It's probably it's just what he knows. What's he going to do? Transition to painting? No. Basketball is what that family's known for. So even if you're not very if you're not the mo- the best at it in that family, you're still going to probably do it. It's the balls. It's the same thing as the balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, LaMelo Ball or sorry, what's the dad's name? I don't even remember that. LeVar. LeVar Ball. Yeah, he was he was never was he even in the NBA? No, he's a tight end. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like they they easily passed him. Even Jamelo or whatever his name was that <laughs> got arrested. Leangelo, Lamelo, and Lonzo. Lonzo, yeah. Don Ralphio. <laughs> Michelangelo. Michelangelo, Leonardo, Ninja Turtles. Uh, you, Devlin, you look like you're about to say something. I, same with Bronny James. Bronny's expectation is to be the best NBA yeah. player ever. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Same with Tiger's son. If he wants to meet expectations that they're probably putting on him, it's to be the best golfer ever. It's crazy. They have the exact same swing. Have you seen them? Yeah. Back, like, the side to side. They have the same mannerisms. Just everything. I mean, it's the son. I always thought that's so funny, too, like, when, like, people see, like, the father and son or even daughter and mother or whatever, and they see the daughter and they look just like the mother or whatever, and they're like, wow, look how much you look like her. It's like, yeah, they're genetically – 50% 50% of that person. Have you seen what Tiger said about <laughs> his son's swing? About like, uh, Don't watch mine. Watch Rory McIlroy's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah match, awesome. match Rory's. <laughs> yeah, because well, we're in like probably the – not even the back nine. I was going to make a golf pun. Back nine of seeing Tiger Woods play golf. Uh, but, I mean, he's – you're in the last days of it. You're in the last days of that 
LeBron James. No, it's this is Tom real, Brady. This is a real turning of the page moment. I mean, a lot of Matt Ryan, that whole era of the NFL, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, they're all trickling away. Matt Ryan was dead to me already. Yeah. He just got somewhat relevant in our lives because of the Colts. But you're in the back. You're in the you're in the end of watching those players. And it's like, who is going to be? It feels like nobody's going to be able to be that. Patrick Mahomes maybe can live up to the world of, of Tom Brady. But even then, it still feels like, you know, at least he's getting to the dance, but he's not winning it enough to where you're saying, okay, you can't match him ring for ring. Different era. John Morant is in. I mean, we were talking about Grizzlies, obviously, with Eric Castletine. Seems like John Morant's starting to build that, like, that, what do you call it? That, like, superstar. That superstar ability or that that superstar aura of himself. Like, could he be the next, like, LeBron, the new face of the NBA? Because people love that guy. I already told the story on air. My dad was talking to one of his coworkers about me going to Memphis, and the little son was there, and he was like, Memphis, can Bruno get me a. Uh, John Morant jersey. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, no. <laughs> you could, I mean, you could just buy him one. And just yeah, be like, I'm not I got it from Ja. Well, the point being it. is like, <laughs> is, point being, kid heard Memphis. He was like, uh, yeah. John Morant. I, I love John Morant. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I there was there's a kid who lives in Hendersonville. I don't know his name, so I won't say it because I don't know it. But he has a pair of John Morant shoes that he got autographed by John Morant, and then. He's, like, going around town to, like, the local shoe shops. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, look at these John Moran shoes. And they're like, no, they're not for sale. And, like, it's just, like, poseable. I've seen him in, like, multiple businesses holding up these shoes. It's he's hype. Just going, he's just going around flexing them? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But he's, and he's like, a, you know, he's like a 13-year-old kid probably. But, yeah, John Moran, he's got a photo of him signing it. With like, John Moran signing it for him and all that. It's all authenticated and everything. Local shoe shop out there, like, put it in, in Boston plastic for him. So that's all set. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know who that could be. And then in baseball, I mean, the best player right now, like if you were going to mention like Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. level baseball player, it's Mike Trout, who Mike Trout statistically and physicality is probably the best player ever to play the game, has the charisma of a, a drywall. I mean, he's he's got nothing. He, you know, he plays baseball really good, and then he goes home. So even baseball doesn't feel like they, they have that like – even like a Derek Jeter or somebody like that who just has that renowned sense of stardom around him. It feels like they just don't have that anywhere. Do you think that also plays into the fact that the Angels are a smaller market than a team like the Yankees with Aaron Judge or the Dodgers with whatever their nine-star players are? He was in Seattle. Are? I mean, Ken Griffey was in Seattle. You know what I mean? Which bigger market, I guess, mid-90s was Seattle. No, it's really, really just big? the fact that the Angels don't win anything. That's the main thing. Well, yes. That's what I was talking about was Mike Trout, but yeah. 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 No, and, and I mean, you, you look at those Seattle Mariners teams, obviously. And you put Tom Brady, Brady Johnson. You, you put know, Tom Brady years. on. What his whole career? You put Tom Brady on the Browns, and it's the same success. We don't talk; it's the same player, but we just—he would never be mentioned ever in history. You know, same thing. I don't know because the Patriots sucked before that too. What like the Patriots were some dominant organization? The, when Tom Brady started, they turned into a domination. Yeah, for like. But maybe he does that for the for Devlin's Browns. Mm, not my hypothetical. <laughs> that really screws over your point. <laughs> Please stop using facts and logic against my arguments. I don't like it. If you could rebuild your favorite team, Devlin, right now, and you would have to pick one quarterback in the NFL to build around, who would it be? Right now. 
yeah, the Browns, they get everybody, everybody, I don't know, maybe there's a league fantasy draft that happens, which, by the way, should happen in the NFL at some point. How fun would that be? They just mix everybody up, and you have to redraft your whole team all over again. Just really throw a curve. It would be a nightmare for (laughs) for the front office. It really would be, but how fun for everybody else. Browns get first pick. Whatever the noise is that, you know, for the draft. Who do you want? You're you get you're like the kid running up to the Roger Goodell with like the you know you get, I can say it you know what do you who what name would you say out of the draft or like right now any quarterback a- any quarterback actively playing Joe Burrow Joe Burrow no question the only reason why I say that is because I mean you you got the talent of Patrick Mahomes he's the greatest he's the best quarterback in the NFL for sure but I think there's a a different thing in Cincinnati that the team rallies around Joe Burrow um, more than a, a Cleveland's ever seen in a quarterback Cleveland's never had that. I, I mean, we've had what eighty different quarterbacks. You had Tim Couch. Nobody cares. The, like, I mean, even Deshaun Watson, he just doesn't feel like a leader on that team. Uh, not the way that Joe Burrow is for the Bengals, and that's 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 where that's where I take that direction. That's yeah. where I go. Mm. What, what you about think? you? Me? I asked you first for the Titans, because that would be my. I guess that would be my favorite team. Uh, it's hard not to say Patrick Mahomes. You know, how do you? It has to be current. I would say active. Oh. Yeah, I would say Patrick Mahomes. You just how do you not the guy? The guy's amazing. He's amazing at football. Yeah. Also, though, you have to sign Andy Reid. Get Andy Reid on your team as the coach. I feel you like will, that's a tangible. You won't like mine. Oh. Can I guess? Can yeah. I guess it? Yeah. Jalen Hurts. No. Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, I, I, I was knew it was one of the massive two. Massive fanboy. I think that guy's a hidden a hidden diamond. I think he's just gonna pop out of nowhere one day. If he keeps his own mental strength. I mean, he was doing he was doing well this year. Just the rest of the team sucked. <laughs> I mean, what do you, he was out there running. He was the last here here's a stat for you. The last hundred yard individual performance on the ground against the San Francisco 49ers came back in twenty uh twenty twenty one. It was Justin Fields. Yeah. That was the last hundred yard performance on the ground. They have not had a full team hundred yard rushing game on them since 2021 that's insane and they're about to play the eagles who are like the number one rushing team you talk about a movable object going up against an unstoppable force <laughs> i mean that is 100 percent what's about to happen yeah. Danico ryan's and that d as the dc out there has been absolutely dominant against the run and he's about to face jalen hurts and miles sanders and the run game that and is the four all pro offensive linemen it's gonna be that's gonna be a fun. That's take the under in that game. Go ahead. That's that's the play. That's that's a free one for everybody out there. I don't even know what the over under is. I'm taking the under though because that that's gonna be a chess match of a football game and time's gonna elapse, uh, like just fly off the clock. Man, I'm telling you what, dude. Any of these playoff teams needed an absolute cannon warrior alpha male. I'm right here. Just, <laughs> I feel the power surging through me. Hmm. Where can we find? A Latin kid who loves to eat Chipotle burritos, and that's it. I've been out of my Chipotle kick for a while. Football always brings it back, though. But yeah. football time is big burrito time. Yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. my video last year? Burrito. That was a good one. I don't remember. I, it. I love this Chipotle burrito so much, and I might have been under the influence, but I was just, I just recorded myself eating this Chipotle burrito, and it got like 50 likes on Twitter. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> doing numbers. Call my agent. All right, we take a break. We got to come back, though. It's going to be Jordan DeJani, who we're going to talk to from CBSSports.com, talking NFL playoffs with him on the other side, the afternoon stretch.
So they just now moved to crash pretty quickly here on 40 westbound at 46th Avenue, just in time with all that heavy traffic continuing out west of Nashville, headed out to Bellevue. Steady flow and traffic continues out through Wilson County this afternoon. 40 East got a little bit busy, passing 840, no surprise, as you continue out into Lebanon. Looking good right now on 65 down through Williamson County, just heavy down in the Spring Hill area, especially there on 65 at 840. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. They're online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and a Establishing a long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report. Both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. Brent Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. Now we get to talk to good buddy of the show, also a part-time co-host 
of the afternoon stretch. At Jordan DeJani on Twitter. Good luck spelling it. Covers all things NFL for CBS Sports. Jordan, thanks so much for jumping on, buddy. Oh, maybe we don't have Jordan. Jordan, are you there? <laughs> I bet that was a really good that was like a really good wind up. It's like Randy Johnson on the mound, like getting ready to throw, and then he hits a pigeon. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't work. It didn't work right it there. It looked like the beginning of that windup that one Yankees pitcher was doing to uh Shohai Tani. And he balked because he's just trying so hard to get him off pace. Hello, hello. Hey, there's Jordan. Jordan. Yo, what's going on, guys? Oh, man, so glad. I knew we were going to get you in eventually on this show. For sure. Sorry, I'm not very athletic at Zoom, but very excited (laughs) to be on the airwaves with you guys. Uh, First off, big cereal guy ran into him into the cereal aisle the other day at a grocery store that's not a sponsor of the show. And uh, it's like a rom com beginning. Yeah, it was it was a little bit because we were just ran. He was he had the music in. He's a you're a music listener while you grocery shop, Jordan. See, I I like to know my surroundings. I got to be ready at all times. Yeah, I definitely like listening to my sports podcast, my sports radio when I'm doing my grocery shopping. Not sure I can return to that supermarket because every time I go, I use the self-checkout, of course. And every time I go through, the security buzzers like freak out and they act like I'm stealing stuff every single time I go there. So I'm not sure I'm welcomed back, but it was great seeing you. And, and I also appreciate, I know you were listening to our, you know, you were catching up on the afternoon stretch. That's what the uh, sports podcast that you listen to. So appreciate you as an avid stretcher. Uh, let's talk about some NFL playoffs coming up. So far in this one, the storyline going into this week, Jordan, has definitely been Patrick Mahomes and that ankle. He comes out today, though, says everything's good. But Vegas has slowly slipped away from thinking everything's good. What are you, What have been your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I think everyone assumes that he's going to play. There's no doubt about that. What really surprised me was that he was a full participant on the injury report for the Wednesday session. That really shocked me. I expected him to be a limited participant. So that's why I think there's good reason to take him at his word when he says that he's going to be ready to roll. Now, of course, it it remains to be seen. His mobility, you know, that's really been an X factor for the Chiefs offense is Patrick Mahomes' mobility in the playoffs particularly. And if he doesn't have that, then that's obviously a minus for the Chiefs' offensive attack. But I will say this about the line. I was very surprised to see it open up around Bengals minus three. I have it up right in front of me right now. It's now at a pickup which was really surprising. So I'm sure everyone's excited for this most recent installment of what's a budding rivalry between Joe Burrow and Mr. Patrick Mahomes. What do you like this too? I mean, we're going to see obviously these, the AFC specifically all the oldest quarterback was Patrick Mahomes at 27 years old. It seems like we're going to be seeing this at least from the AFC side, uh, this, the, the same matchups going forward outside of some, you know, big trades or anything happening. No, absolutely. And yeah, that's why I described it as a budding rivalry. And, you know, talking specifically about Joe Burrow, he obviously took that big step into superstardom with that Super Bowl run last year. But to be honest with you, I think he took even another leap forward with that upset win over the Buffalo Bills and snowy Buffalo, right? That was the favorite to hoist the Lombardi trophy. And, you know, they were the team of destiny after the DeMar Hamlin situation. And Joe Burrow just walks in there and starts throwing balls around with his eyes closed and completely dominates. Shout out to the Bengals defense as well for really standing on their heads in that matchup against Josh Allen. 
he had his uh, old buddy Stephon Diggs yelling at him at the end of that game. Yeah, you know, that's been one of the big headlines from this entire playoffs is the young quarterbacks. Not only having an elite quarterback under center, but having an elite quarterback on his rookie contract under center, that's how you build a contender. It's not necessarily a narrative that I 100% agree with, and it's one that I don't like discussing nationally because obviously the Titans don't exactly fit in that same boat in terms of having a young star quarterback. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really the headline for this postseason matchup. In terms of the final four, just in general, I think that we definitely got the top four teams in the NFL. So it's shaping up to be a very entertaining Sunday. Talking with Jordan DeJani. Follow him on Twitter at Jordan DeJani. Covers all things NFL for CBSSports.com. Bruno Reagan. Say what's up, Jordan. Jordan, what do you make of the NFC? Because I think it's easy to look at their quarterbacks. Maybe they're not as sexy. They're... Uh, their markets just haven't been as sexy and it just kind of seems like it's easy to wrap them down as oh they're trash but at least we have the Niners and the Eagles out of there um but we don't know what the Niners and Eagles can typically do because they're playing teams like the Giants and the Seahawks and their playoff brackets and is that fair to the NFC or is is it kind of going to be a come come to Jesus moment when we see the the Eagles or the Niners in the Super Bowl and you know anything can happen at that point but I just want to know your make of the NFC right now just in terms in general of the quarterback the situations around level. the NFC? Combined skill level. Because on this show, I think we we kind of talk down the NFC, to be honest. They don't hold a, a candle they to the NFC. It. And, huh? They deserve it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but when you're yeah, the Eagles I mean, and you blow out the Giants in the divisional round, you know, what are, what are we supposed to analyze out of that? What are we supposed to expect? Are, you play, are they that good or are they just playing bad competition? Yeah, I got what you're saying. It's definitely a good question because when you look at the NFC side of things, just in the general landscape of the NFL, the NFC South was absolute trash. The NFC North was fool's gold when it came to the Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. The NFC West, of course, we got the Niners. And then in the NFC East, the Eagles, of course, are the last team standing. So, you know, when I'm looking at this situation, in terms specifically talking about the Eagles' blowout win over the Giants, I thought that said more about the Eagles than it did the Giants. The Giants did a great job in terms of that franchise getting back on the right track. Daniel Jones did enough to show that he's at least earned the opportunity to be the quarterback in 2023. I don't know if I would label him as a franchise signal caller, but Brian Dable seems to be a good hire. I think the Eagles really showed off what they are in terms of being a complete team on both sides of the ball in that win over the New York Giants. And the fans definitely needed to see Jalen Hurts come out and have a dominant performance because he didn't look that great in the regular season finale against the New York Giants and Davis Webb. He finally got back on the right track there. When it, when it comes to this Eagles team, I have more confidence in them because I feel like they're more well-rounded. Yeah, it's true. I got more confidence in Brock Purdy than I do Jimmy Garoppolo. But at the same time, this Eagles offense is high-flying. They're also dominant on the ground when they want to be. And then they have the number two defense in the NFL behind the San Francisco 49ers as well. I look at the Eagles as one of the most, if not the most, complete team in the NFL. Jordan, while we have you on, I want to switch gears and ask you a local market-specific question because the Titans have been involved in multiple different uh, names. I don't think it's really even the situation like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all these free agent quarterbacks. I don't even think it's that 
their interest in the Titans that bring him to this list. I think the Titans situation makes them such an easy, uh, such an easy connection because the Titans, you know, are lacking in certain areas. The rest of the AFC has got these young talents. What are the Titans going to do? And frankly, I've just kind of been on the train of let's just ride out this Ryan Tannehill thing, see where it ends up, and then we'll we'll make a long term plan. But I know I've had some people on Twitter message me saying Tom Brady would be the best one year rental possible. I want to know your thoughts on that situation. So I think you're 100% right. I align with you. You know, the, the Titans and their quarterback situation is going to be the thing that we discussed this offseason, and, and for good reason. And I'll, I'll, the way I put it to everybody is that the Titans should definitely do their due diligence when it comes to exploring other avenues, whether that be a be via trade or, or even trading up in the draft. But at the same time, I think that the right answer is to ride with Ryan Tannehill moving into 2023. We've seen that this team can be successful when they have a gritty defense and a healthy offense. And what they need to do is not improve the quarterback position itself this offseason. They need to improve the wide receiver position, and they need to, to improve the offensive line as well. Because you know, all the conversations in local media this offseason are, well, are the Titans retooling or are they rebuilding? Well, I think that we wouldn't even be having this conversation if this Titans team remained healthy all season because they'd be one of the better teams in the AFC. Not to say they can compete uh, continuously with the Kansas City Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals in the postseason, but you have to like where the Titans are just in general. I think the upgrades need to be on offense and wide receiver in the offensive line, and I'll also throw this in there too. The offensive coordinator is going to be a very important hire because I feel like we may see a different kind of philosophy that this Titans team adopts moving forward offensively and moving just a little bit further away from Derrick Henry being the workhorse. I want to see some more passing as well. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's fun to say that Jordan, but if you are going to change from the Derrick Henry led offense, then you don't want to have someone like Derrick Henry on, on the cap space. You don't want to have that kind of running back because you don't need it. The NFL's proven that so many times over and over again that it doesn't matter what running backs back there in these air raid offenses or whatever you want to call these pass-happy league now we're in. You can have a Dontrell Hilliard back there, and he will suffice great. He can even have a couple hundred-yard games throughout the season on some of it just because people are so used to the run. But going back to what you said with Ryan Tannehill, I mean, there's no shot that he can change to that kind of style now. I feel like he, with the targets, too, that you have now, because that's the other side of it. You're going to bring in – another big name wide receiver which the titans really don't really do too much I, I i just i'm i agree the oc is so important but i just don't think the titans are actually going to make that dramatic of a change because of the pieces that they're almost hindered by right now so you said the word change i think the word i used was shift not completely change and overhaul the offense but a, but a bit of a shift when it comes to the run um, run pass options, right? The Titans had the third worst passing offense in the NFL last year. I don't want to see that again moving forward in 2023, 2024, whatever it may be. I think their offensive coordinator needs to have some experience, not, not experience as a head coach, but someone who knows how to orchestrate and maintain at least an effective passing attack. Because Derrick Henry is obviously going to be one of your main weapons on offense, but we want to see more in the passing game, a more well-rounded offense, because that's going to lead to success for the Tennessee Titans, in my opinion. I think I think there's something to it. The OC is obviously very – who knows what's going to happen with it. Uh, I'm waiting for the call every day that it's going to be the tight ends coach or, you know, they're going to hire within. <laughs> it's, it's you know, the Rand Carthon situation. I thought uh, – I was surprised by how that played out. But the more – and, Jordan, I know you probably followed that too with the Rand Carthon stuff. The more that you heard from Rand Carthon, 
it kind of seemed like they found a guy. They, he came out and said it. I don't want to be a leader right now. I'm going to learn Mike Vrabel. I'm going to learn what he wants. And then, you know, in the time coming, I'm going to be a leader for the team then. But it kind of seems like they got a GM that's going to play Mike Vrabel ball uh, and and kind of fit into whatever Mike Vrabel is wanting the future of the Titans to be. Oh, 100%. And, you know, that was one thing I had my ears open to during that introductory press conference. I was wondering how the new GM was going to speak on Vrabel specifically. I mean, for one, they're supposed to work together, especially someone like Vrabel, who seems like he's on the path of having more say in an organization than your average head coach. I wonder what the tone would be since the GM is obviously kind of the boss of the head mm -hmm. coach. But, of course, Rand Carthon used the word collaboration 18,000 times, which I love. And the other thing I liked about him was saying that a successful franchise is about everyone in the football operations department. It's not him and Vrabel alone against the world. Scouts and everyone in that department are so important in this process. That's something that I picked on or picked up on over the past few years. Carthon obviously needs to, you know, get his feet, get his standings and his feelings when it comes to this franchise and understand what the Titans want to accomplish. But at the same time, we brought this guy in to make moves, to retool, to be better than we were in 2022. Yeah, because it almost kind of feels too, you know, it's one of the questions. I wasn't able to attend that day, but I wish I would have because I would have asked the question. Like, Rand, are you okay with rocking the boat? Because everything you keep saying is collaborative and you're all going to work together. Somebody at some point, if things continue to trend south, you got to be able to put your foot down and say, no, we're doing it this way now. Would he be able to do that? It seems like they did do an inside hire with an outside hire. That's what this kind of feels like to me. Uh, yeah, you know, I definitely get what you're saying. I don't know if I would exactly phrase it like that, but to your point, I thought that would have been a great question to ask during that press conference because we want to know what kind of changes are going to be made in this organization. And I will point to one thing as well. He was the director of pro personnel with the San Francisco 49ers, who of course are one of the most well-run organizations in the NFL. In that position, and I almost call it a prerequisite for becoming a GM at the NFL level. There's an emphasis on scouting. There's an emphasis on compiling a roster, much like the general manager does. And he also has some experience with that position, I would imagine, in writing contracts. So now that you are the lead man, there should be some kind of understanding that you are going to be the shot caller. You need to figure out the course that this franchise is going to go on moving forward. Jordan DeJani, always a great guest on any show. Got to check out all of his articles also, cbssports.com. Jordan, always appreciate it, buddy. Thanks so much for jumping on. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Good stuff from Jordan. Also follow him on Twitter, at Jordan DeJani. Jordan DeJani, WNSR, and he replaces me while I'm gone. <laughs> well, I mean, we could we could only hope. We, we're still – our people's talking to his people. We, we got to see if we can afford it. It's a lot of different things, but – uh, he's always great. I love I love Jordan. A great a great follow for NFL takes and also everything he he puts out on Twitter. It just blows up. I, I, the guy's got the inside track on the algorithm. He's got I the think. algorithm by the. I mean, he's just the holding components. on to it. Just holding on to it right there. If you want to jump in, final segment coming up. If you want to talk about anything we just talked about with Jordan, maybe you have some thoughts on it. Maybe you want to add into the conversation. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Jump in back after this here on the afternoon stretch. 
Good afternoon. I'm looking at a crash block in the right lane, I-65 northbound. It's going to be just before you get up to Vietnam. That's uh, causing an extra slowdown now as you head up through Madison on 65 northbound. Again, it's a fight just trying to get up to Vietnam. That's on 65 north as it is this time of the afternoon. Now we got this wreck up there. Traffic's increasing I-40 out through Mount Juliet into Wilson County. That's actually been in pretty good shape. 65 still very heavy, especially southbound 65 in Williamson County as you approach 840 down in Spring Hill. Hey, Nash Painting Services, all of Middle Tennessee. You are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new notch. or pre-owned Nash vehicle? Painting. Hey guys, com. it's Zach. Case Nissan or Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully do you feel like you're losing control of your finances if you owe over ten thousand dollars in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns we can help you take back control the irs is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world and they can seize your bank accounts garnish your paycheck close your business and file criminal charges take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at u.s tax shield and take advantage of the fresh start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, sky scan forecast this afternoon. Clouds, maybe a sprinkle, the high temperature 54. Breezy winds gusting to 30 miles per hour. Clouds in a stray shower tonight, low 34. Mostly cloudy Thursday, high near 40. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Call in now to the afternoon stretch, 615-844-5600, and be the most talented person on the show. The afternoon stretch, Bernard Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams, that's my name, don't wear it out. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. 
final segment of this one. I just had a great interview with Jordan Jandy. He wanted to get some NFL playoff talk, some real good thoughts about the Titans situation as well. WNSR.com, click the afternoon stretch button, and then right there you'll be able to hear that interview right on the website or however you listen to your podcast, all that kind of fun stuff mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but, yeah, great interview there with Jordan Jandy. I always love having Jordan on. Yeah, he's all right. What did you take away from that interview? NFC sucks. Uh, Titans are screwed with Ryan Tannehill. Doom and, doom and gloom. And we're going to watch the Bengals, and we're going to watch the Chiefs play for all eternity. It really kind of feels that way. <laughs> or I whatever mean, team Joe Burrow signs with. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if the Bengals won't pay him $80 million. You yeah, see that the report? It was It was uh, Joe Burrow, and who's the other name I'm forgetting that was associated with? But they said that those two players are going to set over the $50 million a year mark. Yeah. Probably Jamar Chase. Oh, no, sorry, Hus- Herbert. Oh, yeah, 100% Herbert. Huston Herbert. <laughs> Herbert is 100% going to set that, too, whether it's warranted or not. He, I, I think he, if he's smart, he does not go, I'm a charger for life, and stays there. Stupid. He leaves. Get away. Stupid. Get away. Get away to the Titans and let us ruin your career. It would be at least <laughs> fun to watch. Justin you Herbert, we'll, how about this? We'll pay you $20 million a year, and you can hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Would you like to do that instead? Stupid. <laughs> no, he needs to get away from Brandon Staley. That's that's what Justin Herbert needs to do. Run away in the other direction, screaming. I mean, just let everyone know, I'm here, help. <laughs> get off that team. You have good wide receivers. This is a coaching. It's terrible. It's terrible over there. Uh, he, he, he should go. Honestly, if you're Justin Herbert, he goes to the NFC South. He should be launching the ball a lot more, too. I, I remember when he remember when he – had that fractured chest it literally just happened and then he throws one right over the middle to mike williams like 40 yard dot right into his face mask and strike he just needs to do those throws more stop trying i get austin eckler gets you a lot of production on the easy routes but just show people why you're the man every time uh yeah i but you go to the nfc south there's no quarterbacks just doesn't matter feels like they're wide open i mean i guess if you're smart you go to the falcons Hey, there would be nothing that makes me happier if we're just talking about other teams around. There would be nothing that makes me happier than the Broncos make all these moves for celebrity coach Sean Payton, who has won one Super Bowl in his entire career. Now he's the hottest. Trying not to swear. I'm trying not to swear on this airway. Just don't do it. Well, there's nothing better. If the Broncos hire him, they're like, yeah, we're back. And then they win three games again. That would be that would make me so happy. Unless no. I'm somehow on that team. Then it would be very sad. The Atlanta Falcons is, I think, the premier destination for a top-end quarterback. They have such good young receiver talent. Drake Drake London is going to be an absolute stud going forward. Kyle Pitts when he's healthy and back. I uh, would say Calvin Ridley, but bye. Tyler Algier is a good running back to have young. Going to have him for a while. He's he's going to be he's a great secondary piece Falcons to a. Were in that race the entire. They the were entire and they were doing it with Marcus Mariota basically one foot out the door. Yep. They did it with Desmond Ritter, you know, and and I mean, maybe you believe in Desmond Ritter. I don't. If I'm Justin Herbert, I say, hey Falcons, you want to pay me? I'll come down and make your team amazing, because mm-hmm. they they can be, and it's it's a good it's a great market to be in too, right there in Atlanta. You get to play in that new stadium base of it. That's a that's that's the destination because the NFC South is going to suck. Second, Brady's basically not coming back. That is wide open right now. Carolina would be a good spot too. Carolina, I mean, really any of those teams. 
Yeah, don't go to the Saints. That's a swamp town. That's awful. Don't go there. But any of those teams in the NFC South is where you want to go. Who's the team that you are going to predict that finish on the bottom half of the NFL and they're going to make the jump next year? Oh, I haven't I got like to that I'm far because I did it last year, obviously with the Jags. I made that comparison. It was Bengals, then Jags. I said Jets, and they 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 showed a lot of promise. Who is the? Let me see here. Let me look at the. Uh, let me look at the standings just to get down to the bottom of the teams right now, uh, in the leagues. Uh, let's see. So you got Bears, Texans, Cardinals, Colts. That's simply your worst of your worst right there um <clears throat> bears are a sneaky one three win team justin fields like because the, they're in a weaker division nfc weaker division NFC north i mean rogers could be out of there soon and that's been their kryptonite for so long uh they have a good ground game if they could just find a little they, they have their defense isn't terrible their defense isn't the worst if they could find a good receiver to pus, par, partner up with Justin Fields and they they just get a couple pieces on their front front pressure, they're a team that's that's sneaky. I'll tell you, the, the real one, the real answer is the Houston Texans. I understand that, like, maybe people won't believe it. Well, they're going to they're gonna come out of the slump someday. Yeah, and they have talent. They have talent. And let's not even forget about uh, Minchie, who – Went to IR, didn't even get to play at all this season due to cancer, but he will be back. Uh, they already talked about it. he's got great. He's going great in his recovery and all that, and or whatever it is, these treatments. Colts um, seem to be stuck in the purgatory for a little bit, though. That is kind of they're turning into. Hey, man, Jim Irsay, your your team's turning into a poverty franchise right before your eyes. Arizona, I don't think they could. I think they're just in. Yeah, the Kyler situation was that's awful. It's just tough. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely between the Texans and the Chicago Bears. I'm not making my official pick, but the Texans were playing really good teams close at the end of the season and really effectively made them lose the first-round pick because they were playing so well. They beat the Titans. They almost beat the Cowboys, almost beat the Chiefs, and they were doing it with two quarterbacks in. They were playing two different quarterbacks. They could be a team that is just immediately back up. And, 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 and it's kind of a situation, too, like – like I know it's the AFC. It makes me it makes me want to go to the Bears because it's the NFC. I feel like there's an easier way to do that, but ta like iron sharpens iron. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. why the Jags got back so quickly. It's because the AFC is so tough. So I would actually probably see another AFC team get in. Texans. There. I'm saying it. I'm saying it now. Texans next year are going to be the Jags of this season and the Bengals of two seasons. Well, they're going to most likely have either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud behind quarterback, which is going to be electric to watch, frankly. And it may be two years for them. Because I like the idea of the second-year quarterback mm -hmm. coming in. So, it could be All two right. years on that. Next question. Do the Browns have hope with Deshaun Watson at quarterback next year for a full season? Absolutely. Is he a scum of earth? Absolutely as well. But, yeah. I no. think that's fair to say now, too. A lot of people are like, well, dude. No, I think your teammates speak louder than anybody else. And I've never heard someone, even before, in the before times, before all the story happened, no one ever came out and, you know, was with Sean Watson. So, frankly, I have a very low opinion of him as a person. But if he can get back to those MVP ways, man, he was a problem. Uh, He's got Amari Cooper. He's He's got David Njoku. Did you know Amari Cooper is, like, as young as, like, yeah. Justin Jefferson? Like, he's amazing. He's he's in that same range with them. Yeah, he's like 28, 29, I think. Is I thought he was there. way younger. Excuse I think he's twenty nine. Somebody looked that up. Okay, real quick. then I then then he's I was still wrong. he's still a lot younger than you would expect him to be. It feels like he's been in the league for thirty years. 
but uh, he's good. They they could easily bounce 28. back. Okay. 28. Still young. Still very young and a very high. I thought it was crazy. The Cowboys let him just – they traded him away. Um, he's he's good. It felt like this year, too, for Deshaun Watson that he, he was making a million dollars this year either way. It was for him – he, are, I think he mentally had already checked out on like I'm not playing this season, and he d- ended up getting into it. We all, there was so many people who were like he's never playing again. Not only just he's gonna miss all year. There was a lot of people out there saying he's never playing again. So I think mentally he was just checked out on the season, and this just kind of was like a, a he did the. It really is gonna work out in long case scenario or in, in the long play for him because. You know, uh, Lev Bell came back and had to immediately start providing right away. When Deshaun Watson showed up, the, the Browns were already out of it. Yeah. That was like a rev-up season. That was like a little preseason up before the preseason for him. My now re- he gets a full OTAs. He gets a full offseason. He gets a full preseason. Mm-hmm. He's going to be dominant next year. My early hot take Browns for- still don't make the playoffs, though. <laughs> oh, my early hot take for next year is the Ravens are the bottom of the AFC North. I think they're going to be well above and beyond the bottom. I think they're going to be without Lamar Jackson next year. I think they're going to be the bottom. I think they're going to be a terrible team. I think the Browns think Pittsburgh and I think the Bengals are all going to be above the Ravens which frankly it's time the Detroit Lions might be the team too that we're talking no, about no 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 do not put your coins in with Detroit they're still a 9-1 team so it's like how am I I'm going to say a 9-1 team but they at one point were like what like 1-7 and seven or something like that yep uh one six I think they might be the team that next year Jared Goff is Jared Goff I think is Maybe he doesn't say it. He's on a revenge mission. People rid him off. He got to the Super Bowl, and, and he lost the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. It was one of the worst Super Bowls you ever watched in your life. But he still, you know, that's who he lost to on the other side of the field. In that same year, took Patrick Mahomes to the wire and beat Patrick Mahomes in one of the greatest Monday night football games that we'd ever seen. It was like 55-44 or something like that. More than I thought it was like, it was like what was it, Devlin? It was like 54-51 to 51 or yeah, something. Yeah, they were both like in the yeah, 50s. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And and he still beat Patrick Mahomes in that year. How do you even go to work the next week after a game like that? I I couldn't. And NFC once again. I mean Jared Goff in that team's getting so good. And you look at Jamal Williams, and the way you know he starts crying. He's like you know he's like, don't think these tears are fooling anybody. It's all dog around here. You know what I mean? Like he that he means that. He really means that stuff. So yeah, I think that's a culture how, that's over there. And how's that going to work when Jordan Love puts forty on them week one? You know. It's like, <laughs> Then we're all going to be like, well, then my dynasty team is going to be doing very well. <laughs> uh oh, another championship for me in that league coming up. <laughs> well, did you technically win? Yes. Okay. Yes, I technically won. Champion. First year in that league. Woo. I won two championships this year. Out of the four leagues I'm in, 50%. Take it. What happened to you? Uh, Tony Pollard ruined my championship run, <laughs> and I lost by nine points. It's not Tony Pollard's fault. It's your fault for not adjusting. Anyway. I lost, <laughs> and I got second, but I won 200 bucks. Not 1000 200 bucks. Hey, and you use that 200 bucks. Buy some V-Bucks. Buy some VC. <laughs> Get to Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, do you have any big predictions for next year in the NFL, the way we're talking about here, Devlin? I mean, you're a Browns fan, but try not to you know, be a Browns fan. Denver bounce back. Oh, yeah. If they get a coach that can actually, like, coach, because I think that's that's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was the one who made Russell Wilson as good as he is, clearly shown with Geno Smith. So it was a Nathaniel Hackett problem, huh? If they can get a coach, they're back. That's scapegoat city to me. Scapegoat city. We paid this quarterback way too much money. Someone's got to go. It's not going to be him.
All right, we are done for the day. Appreciate everybody calling and commenting and watching and however you did. We appreciate it. Remember, nobody told you. I love you and you matter. Have a great night. Grizzlies basketball coming up 830 here on National Sports Radio.